Hello everyone, it's Curtis Reitzel and Matt Reitzel with the Wealth Building with a Purpose show. The place where we talk about everything real estate with a special focus on wealth building. Let's ride. It's Curtis Reitzel uh, here at the office and this is actually episode 57 on our Wealth Building with a Purpose podcast. Uh, which is super exciting and on this episode I'm going to be talking about the difference or really not the difference what uh, Burr is and if anybody's in the investing world uh, they probably heard this term kind of get tossed around every now and again and what and what Burr is is B-R-R-R and it's short form for buy renovate rent and refinance and then I guess you can add then another R for repeat. So that's the Burr strategy. And I wanted to talk today about the, you know, just how it works from beginning to end and the pros and cons of why you might be interested in doing it. And, um, you know, just kind of educating yourself on what it is, because if you're in the investing world, uh, you more than likely have heard this term get tossed around. Uh, you know, at investor meetups or at networking events or on YouTube online, uh, whatever the case may be. And uh, I thought it would kind of give my perspective on it. So, you know, buy, renovate, rent, refinance, and repeat. Uh, the reason why a lot of people are interested in it is that it's an infinite ROI in a lot of situations. So what I mean by that is, you know, if you're just buying an investment property and putting your 20% or 25 or 30 percent down now if you're first time home buyer uh, you can do lower percentages I'm talking about in Canada um, but then you would have to be moving into it obviously lending rules are different by country by country and even by province uh, so you know talk to your mortgage broker if you're from the states but where I'm from in Ontario Canada and I service the Kitchener Waterloo area um, if you're buying an investment property obviously depends on the person that's applying for the mortgage but you know it's 20 25 30 percent down a lot of times you can do 20 or 25 percent down and then you can get the rest financed by a lender whether that's a B or C lender uh, that's a different story but the reason why the buy renovate rent refinance and repeat strategy can be so lucrative is because um, you know the step step four in the process which is refinance really what's happening is you bought a property for X amount you sunk X amount of money in for renovations and then you then rent the property out and then you refinance it at the new at the new market value um, and then you pull out as much of that money as you possibly can now it all depends on the market you're in it all depends on you know a lot of different things but a lot of the times you can um, you can buy a property and then once it's refinanced at the new value, pull up to eighty percent uh, of of that money or refinance up to eighty percent of that money and then pull out that difference. So I don't have a whiteboard because it would be nice to write stuff down as I'm explaining this. Um, but you're able to pull out of of the new value. So let's say you bought a property for four hundred thousand. Uh, and you put 20% down, you'd have 80 grand into it and have a $320,000 mortgage. But then let's then say you put 50 grand into renovations, so now you rent it for 450, and then it's worth five or five and a quarter. Well, if you were to then have it appraised, I'd say, let's just, let's just say five and a quarter, so 525,000, 
80% of that's 420, right? And your mortgage at the beginning was 320. So that's 100 grand that you're able to access and put new debt on. Um, and that 100 grand then is, is money that is, um, is proceeds from a mortgage. So it's, it's tax free and you can go buy more investment properties with it um, or just you know, do whatever with the money. Um, but then you can have 100 grand back. So if you put 80 grand as your down payment plus 50 grand, uh, which would then be, and that's for renovations, um, I like doing the math just so I'm never wrong, as $130,000, uh, you're able to pull out 100 of it. So you still have money in the deal, but now you only have $30,000 uh, on a $525,000 property. So you only have $30,000 in the deal uh, which then really increases your return on investment because in a normal world, if you bought that property and put 20% down, you would have, you know, like $105,000, $110,000 into that purchase because on $500,000, you know, 20% down is $100,000. So you would have around $100,000 in the deal if you just bought it as a turnkey property. But now in this situation, you only have, in this, in this example I was giving, you only have uh, $30,000 in the purchase which can really affect you know how well you grow your wealth because if you only have thirty thousand dollars actually in the purchase uh, that really increases the return on investment because the return on investment is based off of the actual money that you have invested into the purchase um you know not uh not just the total market value it's it's, it's really based on how much money you have in the purchase so uh, for somebody that's looking to really accelerate their wealth, uh, the buy, renovate, uh, rent, refinance, and repeat model can work really well. Um, another reason why it would make a lot of sense is because you can make more purchases because you're cycling your money more. So that example of uh, you know just buying a property that's turnkey uh, and sinking that hundred thousand dollars into it, or buying that property and then. You know, doing the burst strategy with it, where you could only have at the end of the day thirty thousand dollars locked in, versus a hundred thousand dollars. Well, that just frees up your other seventy grand to then go buy another property and then do that same strategy. And a lot of the times, the numbers can work out. Um, and I've seen it more in the states. But if you have a home run of a deal, uh, sometimes you can have it where on the back end you pull out all your money. Um, it's very tough to do that uh, because you know the numbers have to work out extraordinary for that to happen. But if you can have it happen where you put your down payment and your renovation costs, and at the end of the day you have no money in the purchase, I mean that's amazing because now you have a free investment property. Uh, your return on investment is infinite because you have no money in the purchase, um, and it's just a pretty cool place to be. <laughs> because now you don't have to wait five years to try and pull out your money through a refinance. You really uh, force the value to go up uh, because you, you went in there and uh, you did some work to the property. Um, and one thing I wanna say is this maximum return for, midim, for middle level risk. Now, everybody's different on their risk tolerance and where they stay and you know at the end of the day, it's very dependent on your life, where you're at, your age, um, your family, you know, your career, your business, just everything about where you're at in life really affects uh, what investment strategy in real estate you, you kind of go down. Because 
Uh, for me, I'm, I'm a young guy, I'm not married, don't have, uh, I don't have a girlfriend, I don't have kids, so I'm very much in acceleration mode and I'm personally okay with being more, more leveraged and, and also at the same time taking on a bit more risk, uh, assuming I, I really know what I'm doing on a purchase uh, because you know, in this strategy, I could have no money in a purchase and um, that's really cool. So for somebody at my age, I'm okay to put some time in to do these, you know, to manage a project, to reap a higher return uh, because, you know, I just have, well, I mean, obviously I'm a full-time realtor, so that takes up a lot of time. Uh, but on top of that, I'm just able to devote time because I don't have to pick up my kids from school or anything like that, right? And also too, if, if you're 50 years old, and you have say 10 properties and you have a successful business or a successful career and you have three kids that you're putting through school um, and you have some money to invest. I mean, this strategy can make a lot of sense, but also on the flip side, um, if you're good, uh, you know, maybe, maybe kind of overlook this because at the end of the day, more isn't always better. And we've seen it where people that are, you know, like examples of where they're worth say, you know, like a million or two million or three million dollars and they feel like they need to, you know, stretch that to get the, if I only had a seven million dollar net worth, uh, my life would be amazing. And just a lot of the times uh, they're, they're really set up at three million dollars, you know, say net worth, and that's a really good net worth, just saying. Um, but they're really set up at three mil and they feel, and it's kind of like, why do I need to go to seven? Because if you're, if you're happy at three million and your life is amazing, then sometimes people just wanna go to seven because they feel like um, you know, they're obligated to. And for all means, personal growth and personal wealth growth is amazing. Uh, but this strategy is very much, it can be very hands-on. So if you're at a time in your life where you're, say you're 50 years old, you have kids, you're, you're actively involved in their life, you have a, a business or an active career, then this strategy might not make as much sense. It might make sense to partner with somebody doing the strategy, let them do all the work uh, and kind of joint venture, which, which leads me to the next part. Well, I guess before I get to the next part, I want to say one more thing. Um, the maximum return for medium risk uh, is, it's a big part of why the strategy is awesome. And also if, if you fail, um, which it can happen in life, you don't do as well on the numbers as you think you're gonna do, uh, you can always just rent out the property. So let's say on the back end, you're not able to refinance because during that time you purchased, did the work and went for the appraisal, uh, the market drastically changed um, and now lenders aren't willing to do 80% of the new value, uh, they're not even wanting to do it at all, then it's, you know, which could happen. I mean, the chances of it happening isn't isn't very slim, or are, is very slim, but it can happen. So the benefit is, um, well, on the worst case scenario is, you put you know your 20% down, you put your renovation costs into it, and then you have to leave that money in for a few years until lending rules changes, or you're able to have more equity to pull out or whatever. Um, you're able to now, you have a great investment property that has great tenants in it, and is fully renovated and is gonna to get top market rent. Like those are like some, some reasons on why it's pretty cool. Um, even if you mess up, you still have this amazing property. Now, um, people would argue you have a lot more into it because you have renovation costs in as well, which is true, but I'm just playing worst case scenario. At least I will have a, 
you know a fully renovated property that uh, will you know will attract a great quality of tenant and obviously get get probably I mean more likely to get market rent if not above market rent right which is pretty cool so one other thing why uh, you should consider it is it's easier to get joint venture partners because the numbers um, are more attractive and what I mean by that is you know if I'm if I'm if I'm working with a partner and I'm I'm uh, I'm buying say turnkey investment properties so they don't they don't need any work I literally just close and then I grab the keys hire my property management company and then I just let that property ride and there's nothing wrong with that um, we see a lot of investors do that and we do that as well um, but the the hard part about that is when I go to raise money from outside partners say from family friends business acquaintances whatever I'm now having to you know obviously the returns aren't going to be as high because we're not doing any forced uh, value play so the returns aren't going to be as high um, so it's just tougher to kind of pitch the numbers to investors if it's more of a turnkey situation uh, because they're they're lower all we're doing is letting the market just do its thing over time and paying down the debt uh, if it's multifamily, we're just letting the rents kind of steadily go up, even if, you know, kind of hoping in a way, uh, you know, but looking at our numbers, having a sense of, yeah, we feel they're going to go up. So, and also while managing expenses, um, but as an overall whole, it's tougher for me to say I have this 10 unit building and it's turnkey. Do you want to invest money with me? Because, at, you know, a lot of the times they have to park that money it's not liquid obviously real estate's not liquid and they have to be in it for the long term with me but if i on the same on the flip side i bring uh some you know some investor partners of mine i bring i bring them um you know a value add property which is a burr a buy uh, a buy renovate rent refinance repeat geez that's such a mouthful um if i bring them that sort of deal where i say hey you invest this much with me uh and then in year two or three or four or five uh, depending on how quick you can do the renovation, obviously the scale of the property definitely affects that. But if you're doing a duplex conversion, a lot of the times you can be in and out and refinance in you know, six months to eight months to a year, depending on how quick you are to do the work. So you can go to you know, joint venture partners and say, you invest 80 grand, you know, 100 grand or 200 grand in this purchase, whatever the numbers work out to be. And in six months to a year, I'll have uh, 50 to 60 or 70, however the deal works, uh, percent of your money back. And then, you know, in the future, we will then refinance out the rest and then we'll have no money in this purchase and we'll hold it for long term. That's, that's, that's going to attract a lot more, a lot more investors because they know that they can cycle their money with you. So that's something to think about as well is the Burr strategy definitely allows for um, easier, easier joint venture attraction to you, which is pretty cool. So the risks, uh, I want to touch on some of the risks and a big one is you need to be able to execute on a business plan. So in Kitchener-Waterloo, what, um, you know, what works for this strategy really well for beginner investors or somebody that owns a few properties is to buy a bungalow and convert it to a duplex. And we've talked about this uh, on past live streams and also we have talked about this 
um, you know, with clients and whatnot. But that's a great strategy because you can buy a bungalow for 400, 450, convert it, it's worth 556 on the back end, and then you have some numbers to work with there. Um, and converting a bungalow to a duplex is pretty simple. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's not, well, it's simple, not easy, <laughs> right? It's, there, there definitely takes some thought process, some management, there takes some things that you need to do to do this, uh, but it's definitely not, it's not rocket science, but you do need to be able to execute on a business plan. So if I'm working, like let's say I'm working with a client and they're very active in their life, uh, they have you know very active business and they're looking to do the strategy, well, it's, 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 it's tougher because they need to be able to execute on you know, managing the team, managing the process, uh, everything in between from, you know, from signing the offer to lawyers to close, to lining up all the work, to overseeing all the work, to making sure the work's done, paying all the contractors, getting the appraisal done, getting the tenants in there that are, that, you know, are great tenants. Like this all adds up to a pretty full-time job. So you need to be able to execute on a business plan but you know, on the back side, if you're buying something that's turnkey, that same example of that person that's really busy, but they're buying something turnkey, um, they really don't need to be able to execute much on a business plan. They really just need to hire a property management company and then the property manager looks for a tenant, they rent it out and then they just collect rent every month. So you need to be very self-aware on, um, am I able to execute on a business plan? Do I have past track record? Um, for doing renovations or doing the work. These are just questions to ask yourself. Having self-awareness is, is very important. Um, so what sort of properties do I look for? Uh, conversions work very nicely, which a conversion really is changing the way a property is being used. So when I say a bungalow, um, a lot of the times, I mean, obviously, if you don't know what a bungalow is, you walk in and the bedrooms are on the same floor as the kitchen and the living room, and then they have it downstairs. So it's two floors. Um, including downstairs and why bungalows work out nice is because typically you can just block off uh, the stairway and then put a downstairs unit right so that's typically why it works out really well um, and th the reason why I use the word conversion is because you're converting it from a bungalow to a duplex which then changes the present use of the property which then depending on your market can really affect the value of it because now you know, that bungalow would rent, you know, in our area, say a bungalow, nice area, you know, decently renovated, whatever, would rent for, I don't know, 15 to 2,000 a month. But if you duplex it, upstairs could rent for 1,800 and downstairs could rent for 1,500. Now, obviously, depends on if you do utilities in or, in, you know, included or not included, but you can get a lot more rent, drastically more rent for the same purchase price and that really, um, that really works well with thus increasing the value. So that's what I mean by conversion is you're converting it from uh, one present use to another present use. And a bungalow converting to a duplex is, uh, is a prime example of conversions um, and, and how that can really play out. So that's, that's kind of my thoughts on, um, on the birth strategy. I'm more than likely gonna continue talking about this as we move forward because I think it is an amazing strategy if you're in the wealth um, you know, the wealth generation mode. Uh, it obviously depends on where you're at in your life and your wealth and, and everything in between. So any questions, always here to, uh, to help where I can. Really, uh, I trust you enjoy this episode.